Welcome to the Healthy Christian Leader Show. Our vision is to see healthy leaders leading healthy churches that transform communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Together we're on mission to be encouraged, focused, and equipped for harvest. Many times as Christian leaders, we spend all of our time pouring out and serving others. But the reality is we need to consistently take time to reflect on our inner life with God. We believe that the best and most effective ministry flows out of people who are leading from a sense of health and wholeness in their relationship with God, their relationship with themselves, and their relationship with others. In this show, we take time to delve into biblical principles, practical strategies, and inspiring stories that are going to help you in your journey of becoming a healthy Christian leader. So, with that being said, let's jump in and begin to think deeply about our own leadership and life with God as we grow on this journey together. Well, welcome, friends, to another episode of The Healthy Christian Leader. And uh, it is a privilege to have Dr. Cheryl Ann Beals with us here again today. She is a friend of my wife and mine for many, many years back. Mm -hmm. In fact, we tease each other about uh, our age and getting old together because our birthdays are actually just weeks apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, we won't tell you how old we are. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's wonderful to have you here, Cheryl Ann. It's great to be here. Yeah, and it has been a great journey together serving the Lord and connecting and having wonderful discussions over the years. Mm -hmm. And today <clears throat> we have a carry-on conversation mm -hmm. from a previous episode that we had on resilience, which mm -hmm. we've had such great feedback on uh, that talk. And I think it's so important for leaders to, to process yes. and to discuss. So in the previous episode that we had, we discussed what resilience is and some of its practical applications. Could you start us off today and kind of remind us what resilience means and why it's important? Mm -hmm. Well, resilience is the ability to bounce back. It's the ability to go through adversity and be able to cope in the midst of adversity and difficult things happening. And even, I would say, it's the ability to grow through challenging circumstances. So mm. if you think of elastic band, it's resilient when it bounces back. Um, and so for us to be resilient, to be able to bounce back as we, after we've gone through difficult things, challenging things. Okay, so can you actually develop that bounce back experience? Can you, mm -hmm. you know, can a person, what, what part of it is innate mm -hmm. in us and what part of it's developed? Okay. Well, I mean, the the desire to survive, that's that's innate in us, but resilience is actually something we learn. And we learn it through going through difficult things or through challenging things, by challenging ourselves, um, living through challenging circumstances. So resilience is something everyone can grow in. That's the good news about it. Um, mm. The challenge is, is that we need to be intentional about growing our resilience. And, and so what does intentionality look like? Well, um, we live in a culture that's very much about comfort. So mm -hmm. our culture is very much about trying to avoid anything that's challenging or anything that's uncomfortable. And we need to challenge ourselves sometimes to go through uncomfortable things, to experience challenging things, and sometimes even challenge ourselves mm -hmm. so that we have the ability when difficult things happen to, to push ourselves, to challenge ourselves to, to go through it. Mm. It's interesting because uh, 
I talked to my nephew one time years ago about the development of resilience. It was kind of, we were using other language, but really that's what we mm -hmm. were talking about. And I talked about the fact of how God will often toss us a 10-pound mm. weight and will struggle to lift that weight and, you know, and finally we develop a, a degree of ease and we think this is great and then he'll toss us a 15-pound weight. Yeah, to go. step That's it right. up a little bit. That's right. And it seems like it's almost that incremental stepping up that God seems to do. Mm -hmm. uh, he's amazing. He's a father mm -hmm. and he, he nurtures us. He knows what we need. Yes. Um, Life is about challenges, and mm. so the more we can accept that and expect challenges to come and then be willing to meet those challenges, the more we grow. Do you think there's a sense in the culture that life, the ideal life is one without challenges and that, that it's actually possible to live a life without challenges mm -hmm. what are, what are people's mm -hmm. expectations like well if you think about it i mean we're in north america um most came to north america looking for a better life mm -hmm. we come looking for comfort and so very much our cultures are built on cult on that sense of comfort and wanting to be comfortable and so that's where we go that's what we turn to how do i stay comfortable how do i not have to challenge myself and, but the understanding of challenge as being a part of life, mm -hmm. that difficult things happen and that's normal. And as we go through them, we grow. Well, and it gives us depth. And Jesus really taught mm -hmm. the, the reality of the challenges of life, didn't mm -hmm. he? I mean, it's mm -hmm. uh, clearly in the scriptures, a, he's, in this life you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, mm -hmm. I've overcome the world. And yet Amen. somehow, even though that Jesus said, this is the truth, this is the reality of life, mm -hmm. we seem to get this idea that we need a comfort or a, a problem-free ride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why we often don't have a, uh, a theology of suffering mm -hmm. or a theology of struggle. Tell me more about that. What does, what does that mean? mean and what does it look like? The theology like? of suffering, that suffering is a part of life. Mm -hmm. And that actually God uses suffering. God shows up in the midst of our suffering. So in a, in a sense of a theology is, is what does it mean in relationship to God? And so to know that in our suffering, God shows up. I think about the 23rd Psalm and often think about uh, when he's being blessed, right? Being anointed with oil. We think of that often as being he's outside of the dark valley. I would suggest he's in the dark valley, that God shows up in the dark valley and blesses him. Mm. We tend to think of suffering as a place where we can't be blessed. Mm -hmm. But it's in the midst of it that God comes to us and blesses us. Well, <coughs> excuse me. In the reality in Scripture and what we see through basically all of God's great characters in Scripture, mm -hmm. they go through journeys. They do. Um, Life is a journey. That basically, it's like that lifting of that weight. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for in one situation that's difficult, right to the next. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, Joseph, when we see him, uh, his ascent to God's position for, uh, for him, his ultimate place of calling, mm -hmm. was a path that he would have never guessed in that a million true. years. Never chosen. Never chosen. Mm -hmm. Never guessed in a million years that 
that God would use that mm -hmm. to actually position him for his purposes um, in a Kairos moment mm -hmm. yeah. in, in God's agenda. And I would suggest that those experiences were shaping him and forming him for mm. his later leadership. So why don't we believe it? It's hard. And we don't like hard things. Mm. <laughs> it's challenging. We don't like challenging things. Um, and it's hard to believe. I mean, our theology mostly often is about, well, God loves you and he wouldn't want you to suffer. Right. right. God loves you, so he wouldn't want you to go through that. Well, that's not what scripture says. Right. <laughs> God loves you and he'll be with you in the midst of it, but you'll still go through it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so partially I think it is we have to change, change our theology a little bit. What's God's love look like in suffering? Well, uh, number one, he's present. Mm. When Jesus says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, and the older I get, it's becoming more meaningful and more powerful because that's, that is the greatest gift of all, right? Our greatest fear is that we'll be left alone. Yeah. And in the midst of whatever I'm going through, God is there. Jesus is there. That's, that's our security. Yeah, it's amazing. That is so true. We are, we are afraid that we'll be abandoned. Mm -hmm. We feel we're afraid we'll be rejected. Mm -hmm. We'll we feel like we'll be left out. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and those fears are innate in yeah. that we'll miss the bus, we'll miss the train, mm -hmm. and yet he's so faithful. Mm -hmm. and, and so knowing God's presence is key to this. Mm. Knowing Tell that God is a that. God who is present. Um, we're used to people not being present to us, right? Mm. Uh, and um, um, people being physically with us but not truly, spiritually, emotionally present with us. But to know that God is completely present mm. to us at all times. The key is, will we turn our presence and our attention to Him? Mm. But He's always present and always waiting for us to pay attention to Him. And mm. that, is, that creates a security of knowing I'm never alone. Mm. And so we focus often on doing for God not so much on being with God, mm. not so much on being present to God. Why do we struggle with that? I mean, that is a reality. I, if I were to do an inventory of my journey in my own life, mm -hmm. uh, I know that that is a battle of which I've gone back and forth in my own heart, and I have to continually remind myself, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, it is a place of being mm -hmm. with yep. the Father rather than doing. Mm -hmm. Why do you think, why think do we struggle with I it? think it's shame that's in the way. And when mm. you go back to Adam and Eve in the garden, right? Um, what was it? Wasn't so much the action of what they did that separated them from God. It's the shame that came. Because mm. the sense of, hmm, well, will God still love us? Will God still care about us? And that's what happens to us, is our shame kicks in and it becomes a barrier between us and God's then we start hiding, then we start moving away from God, we start pushing away from God, as opposed to running to God. It's amazing what we can see actually of that relationship that we have with God, mm. right there in the beginning of mm -hmm. the, the cradle of society or the beginning of all things there in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. it, it really is incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay, adversity can grow our resilience mm -hmm. um, and develop it. Um, 
what are some of the ways, what are the, some of the situations or areas that, being specific, mm -hmm. that you see that God can utilize in the life of leaders to develop resilience? Well, I think first it starts with our thinking. Um, after I, I talk with leaders about the wilderness and being willing to follow God into the wilderness. Our sense is when we go into those wilderness times, often we feel like, why am I here? And why do I have to go through this? But to understand that God uses the wilderness, uses time of adversity, that's what I think of wilderness times. Those times when we feel that God is distant or those times when we feel like things are hard and difficult. Those are actually the times when God is working behind the scenes. Mm. So if I know that, if my theology tells me that, makes it easier. Because mm. even though I can't see him or feel him or hear him at this particular time, I know he's working. So we can identify that as a, that season or discern that season as, uh, you know, I'm in a strategic period of God's development. Yes. And this is how God works in this kind of season. And I'm not just... I haven't fallen off the wagon. That's right. He, he hasn't forgotten me, me he hasn't. about me. Not only that, but that God will use what I'm going through if I let him. Mm -hmm. So one of the prayers I often pray is, God, I don't want to go through this, but if I have to go through it, <laughs> then use it for your glory and use it to bless me and to grow me. That's so good. Tell me more about that because I think sometimes we resist God's work in our life. Mm -hmm. I remember listening to um, a speaker once that was sharing of a prophetic type vision that they had had of how God works. And, um, and uh, basically they saw uh, Jesus actually thrusting a knife into uh, an individual and s some people in that um, and of course, they were metaphorically mm -hmm. speaking in, in yeah. this. Um, that in some situations, they were resisting that mm -hmm. and really struggling. Yeah. And that period of dying or yes. death, we have to die. right, would go on for a long period of time. And then he said there were others in that picture that would just quickly let go and okay. just let God. Yeah. And um, what he shared in the vision was that once that this, um, again, metaphorically speaking, once they had gone through this process and stopped resisting God, mm -hmm. that they could see these people were, were raised to new life yeah, yeah. in this vision. Yeah. And what happens to us is we get so um, distracted by our circumstances that we forget God is at work. Mm. So we get distracted by what's going on around us or what's not happening or the pain or whatever's going on that we forget. Oh, there's another whole layer, another whole realm of activity that's going on that doesn't, we don't see with our physical eyes. And, and so that's what we miss. We miss that. But when we start to pay attention to that, then we start to actually become in tune with the spirit and start saying, okay, spirit, what are you up to? How are you going to use this? What do, you, what do you want to do with me in this situation? How do you want to grow me? And we can start to lean into, we can start to surrender to it, knowing God will bless us. Mm. Even though it's hard, even though it's painful, even though it's something I don't want to go through, 
but I can trust him because I know he wants to bless me. So the work that God is actually doing in our life is we are dying to the self-life. Which is hard. And being come, we're becoming alive to Jesus Christ. And a spiritual life, yes. And, you know, it's amazing because when we die to the self-life and become alive to Jesus Christ, it's then really that we're able to be led by the Spirit of God with a degree of accuracy. Yeah. You know, I can't even imagine um, you know, if we have our own agenda and we have our own direction and we're formulating next steps and we're not listening to God, mm -hmm. how we can be accurately led by the Spirit. Well, and how we can have power. Yes. Right? You, you cannot be empowered without suffering. I right. mean, it, it's interesting that you think about who have been the Christians who have had the most influence, the Christians who have really um, made a difference. Majority, all I can think of went through some form of suffering yeah no absolutely and we have a hard time accepting that suffering helps to shape and form us it actually suffering peels off the layers of veneer to get to mm -hmm. what's really significant like COVID. Mm -hmm. COVID has done that it's it's peeled away many of the layers and the false things that we've held on to to get down to what's really important mm -hmm. question is will we cooperate in the process yes and so when we think of resilience we can also think of spiritual resilience, which spiritual resilience talks about living by the resources of God. So resilience is about internal resources. Oh, this is good. So as a Christian, when I'm tapped into God as my source of life, mm -hmm. God as my source of being, I tap into God's resources, right. God's resilience which should right. flow continually into me. So the deeper I am connected, the deeper my roots into Christ, the more resilient I become because Christ gives me his resilience. How aware do you think we are when we're functioning in our own strength and when we're actually functioning in Christ's strength? Yeah, it's, that's, that's hard. Sometimes it's not until afterwards it's, oh no, I did it again. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. about God, it was all about me again. Or there's other times in the midst of it where you get this sense of, God, you're, you're doing something. Mm. Um, but that self-awareness, that spirit awareness is key. And we have to work to develop that. It doesn't just happen. I have to desire to be aware of it. And I have to um, desire to pay attention to it. So when the scripture talks about keeping in step with the spirit, mm -hmm. it's really a, a, a development that Christ does in our life mm -hmm. as we go on this journey of dying to the self-life, becoming alive to Jesus Christ and beginning to understand how the Spirit of God communicates with mm -hmm. us and kind of laying down our own agenda and picking up that of mm -hmm. what Christ. We haven't really taken seriously what it means, the fact that Jesus is risen, hmm. that Jesus is alive. What does that mean for my life? Because Jesus lives, what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. Well, it means I have intimacy with God. It means that I, my life has a meaning that it doesn't have without him. And so that, that sense of understanding that when we say Jesus is risen, Jesus is alive, we're actually talking about we have access to a deeper life because of him. Mm. And becoming more aware of that and more tuned into that. What is that life? You know, um, Paul talks about, and I think it's Galatians, 228 talks about, you know, I live in this body by trusting in Jesus. Mm. What does that mean for us? Mm. 
to say, I live in this body by trusting Jesus, that trusting that Jesus is giving me the strength, the ability, the resilience, what I need to live physically in this world. Mm. Um, that's a dependence, I think, that sometimes is scary to us because we are such an independent kind of people, right? We want to be so independent. We've just have about uh, five or 10 minutes left and I'd like to hear a little bit more on the thought, can we actually decrease in resilience? Can we actually develop a, um, a degree of resilience and then lose that degree That's of a good resilience? Question. That's a good question. I, I'm not sure if it can decrease, but I guess it's like a muscle though. If you don't lose it, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it, yeah. <laughs> right? So if we're not, um, the tendency is if we're not growing in one direction, we're sliding back in the other direction. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think the possibility that we could start to lose the strength of resilience that we have. But the good news is we can always build it. We can always build resilience. How would we assess our resilience if we were trying to do a personal inventory or a mm -hmm. personal time of reflection? Mm -hmm. How can we actually have an honest ourselves? appraisal of how we're coping? Mm. So how do I cope when people say no to me? How do I cope when things are not easy? How do I cope with my emotions when I get angry? How do I cope with that? What do I do with that? So paying attention to ourselves and how we respond, how we cope, um, can tell us a lot about what our resilience is. Do, what happens when I get into, when something goes wrong, do I think, oh, it shouldn't happen to me? I shouldn't have to go through this? Or it's like, oh, here goes life again, one more thing to deal with, you know? So those kinds of things can tell us a little bit about what our resilience is like. Yeah, that's very good and very, very helpful. Um, when I think as we're reflecting on the things that you've shared, a lot of us are asking ourselves the questions, okay, how can we actually develop our resilience? Mm -hmm. What steps can we take mm -hmm. to develop our resilience? Mm -hmm. What steps can we take? Well, I mean, the, 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 I'd say the first one is it's about relationship. It's about building our relationship with God, with ourselves and with others. Mm. Um, connection, relationship is really foundational to resilience. Mm. Um, being able to be nurtured by others, but also being able to nurture others, being able to ask for help. Um, the, ability not, the ability to ask for help is a sign of resilience. Mm. No, that's excellent. Um, Others is, is our, how we think, being aware of how we think and helping, um, developing the ability to think in flexible ways, to see things from different perspectives. Um, how we feel, are we people who can have a variety of feelings um, and can empathize um, with others? Um, yeah, and then the other is challenging ourselves. So if it's something is a little challenging to me, do I just avoid it or do I say, okay, let's just push myself and try and try this and see if I, how I do. Mm -hmm. um, do I, how do I deal with discomfort? If something's uncomfortable, do I just kind of avoid it again or do I kind of move towards it again with that sense of, well, this can help me grow. It's uncomfortable, I don't like it, but maybe it can help me grow. Uh, so being aware of those kinds of things. No, that's very, very good. and. Um, we have had the privilege of being part of a community gathering of mm -hmm. uh, leaders here in Atlantic Canada and Nova Scotia. Very important. 
uh, over the past 22 years. And um, we're extending an invitation to leaders mm -hmm. everywhere, other countries and uh, other provinces here in Canada to join us in this journey of um, building one another up in Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. Very important. And um, so, We'd encourage you to uh, connect with the Healthy Christian Leader uh, gatherings that uh, we're resourcing here in, in the network. And um, you're going to find more information out about that in just a moment. Uh, Dr. Beals, thank you so much for joining in the conversation. I wish we had a lot more time. Thank to you. share on this subject. It's been excellent, uh, as always. <laughs> Thanks and, for having uh, me. Great to have you here. Okay, God bless. Hey friends, thanks for checking out our episode of the Healthy Christian Leader Show. We pray this episode has encouraged you on your own journey of growing as a healthy Christian leader. If this has blessed you in any way, we want to challenge you to consider giving financially to support the work that we are doing here at Aaron Ministries. Your giving enables us to continue creating resources just like this for Christian leaders, both locally and around the world. And so if that's something that you'd be interested in, you can head on over to AaronMinistries.com forward slash give to partner with us today. And another way that you can partner with us is by sharing our digital resources with pastors and Christian leaders in your networks. So if this content or any other piece of content that we've created has blessed you, we would encourage you to send it to a friend and help us spread the word about what God is doing amongst Christian leaders today. Thanks for checking us out. We can't wait to see you next time.